problems show up. Problems show up in every organization, every company, every industry in the world. It happens all the time. And then if employees are afraid to tell you, they'll try to solve it themselves. And guess what normally happens? It gets worse. That's John Brandon. And this is The Depression Detox Show. the depression detox show where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life i am your host malik josephs happy wednesday i am grateful for you tuning in with me today as we have a talk by a new featured speaker and as a preface this talk is tailored to more of a business audience but it's a message that we all can benefit from because at its core It shares an important lesson about honesty and integrity. Here's John Brandon. Enjoy. Always tell the truth. We want to hear the bad news sooner than later. There's a lot in that particular principle. First of all, we wanted to be known as truth tellers. And the very best companies in the world tell the truth to themselves, to their employees, and to their customers. And we wanted to be rooted in how life really was, not how we thought life necessarily should be. And we wanted to create an environment that we wanted to hear bad news sooner than later. We didn't shoot the messenger. Do you know that old term? about somebody comes with bad news and says, you know, this is, the house is on fire. And instead of saying, wow, thank you so much for telling us that, you shoot the messenger. That wasn't the environment we wanted to create. We wanted to create an environment where not only would we tell the truth, but we wanted to create an environment where people would tell us bad news so that we could help solve the problem. Many times what happens is you can create an environment where nobody wants to hear bad news. Problems show up. Problems show up in every organization, every company, every industry in the world. It happens all the time. And then if employees are afraid to tell you, they'll try to solve it themselves. And guess what normally happens? It gets worse. And you find out if you'd only told us a month ago or three months ago, we could have solved it so much more easily than what's happened today. Let me give you a, a personal story about this. As I mentioned, I had, I had this wonderful time at Adobe, then I got recruited to run this company. And um, I'm gonna spare a bunch of the details, but I need to explain enough for you to understand the dynamics of the situation. I got recruited by, at the time, the world's most famous venture capitalist. And uh, I could name a dozen very large companies that he put the money behind. And you may not know his name, but you would definitely know the companies that he had funded. 
And he said, John, I'm going to make you a deal. If you um, agree to come be CEO of this company, I need to make a change in leadership. I'll personally go out and I will raise the next round of venture capital because the company was running out of money, needed more money. And uh, he said, I'll raise the money. You come in as the CEO and I really feel like this company's got a great future. And for lots of reasons, I decided I wanted to try that. I wanted to be a CEO. It was a great opportunity. And so um, he said, but there's one hitch. <laughs> he said, um, you need to start before we actually close the financing round with the new partners. The way that those companies work, and I'll explain this quickly, is that each time they raise a round of financing, they normally bring in what they call a lead investor, someone who says the company is worth this amount, and I will pay my share based on that valuation, okay? And they said, so we're going to get new investors, but they're not going to want to close and give the round and give us the money until you start. So I said, fair enough. Worked out all those details. Sure enough, I start. It's really fun. Uh, I really enjoyed getting to be a CEO, and I had a great first day. And at the end of the first day, some of my new management team that I had just inherited in this company said, if you don't know, we're going to have a board meeting in three days, and all the old investors and the new investors are going to come together. We're going to give a board presentation, and then we're going to close the round um, three days later. I said, fine. Guys, the first three days, we spent all of the time practicing our presentation. We go to the boardroom of this famous venture capitalist. We've got the old investors. We've got the new investors. My new team that I've inherited goes through all of this presentation, and it goes perfectly, perfectly. And in fact, it went so well that the lead venture capitalist, the famous guy who had recruited me, had really nice champagne brought in to toast the new CEO. And of course, I'm the new CEO, so I'm thinking, this is awesome. And, um, and we had this great celebration. Done, done at noon, I go back to the office. And for a reason that I can't even explain, I sent out an email to my management team and said, hey, by the end of the day, let's meet in the conference room. I just want to talk to you one more time. To be honest with you, I kind of wanted to bask in the glory of that morning, right? It had gone so well. I show up. I walk into a room filled full of my management team that had done such a good job this morning, and I realized that the entire mood had changed. They weren't so happy and excited. And I looked at him and said, uh, okay, what's up? And one of them said, did you read Karen's email? I said, uh, no. In fact, I don't even know who Karen is. <laughs> I mean, it was only day three. And they said, well, Karen's the corporate controller, and she's been out on maternity leave, and you should read this email. And I read the email, and I realized that the corporate controller, head of our finances, wouldn't sign off on the numbers we had just presented to all the new investors. In fact, she said, they're flawed. I won't sign off on them. And I looked at the people who had put together the presentation based on those numbers. And I said, 
uh-oh, what does this mean? And immediately I begin to hear the excuses. Oh, John, John, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Um, yeah, they may be a little aggressive. Anytime you hear about financials being a little aggressive, you should take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they said, and don't worry, that the new investors like you so much that, yeah, we may not hit those numbers, but you'll have a honeymoon period. And then at the end of the year, you can say, well, we didn't hit those numbers, but here's the new numbers and everything will be fine. Well, I had been given this talk about tell the truth, we want to hear bad news sooner than later, and I thought, well, guess what? This has got to apply to me. So I looked at him and I said, guys, we're not going to do that. We're not going to take anybody's number, uh, anybody's money based on numbers that we think are flawed. We're just not going to do that. And one of the co-founders who was on the management team got up quite angry and said, John, you don't get it. If you don't close this round in three days, you, pointing right at me, are going to lay off everybody in the company. And everybody loses their job. And I said, well, actually, I do get it. And you don't get it that I'm not going to take anybody's money based on flawed numbers. And they said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, right now, I'm going to go home because I have a headache. And... Uh, which I did, it had nothing to do with the champagne at lunch. Um, guys, I drove home, I stumbled into my house, I saw my wife, I told her the story. She's very sweet. We're the kind of couple that when everybody meets my wife, they like us. And um, <laughs> she said, uh, well, John, maybe Adobe will take you back. I was thinking the same thing. Um, and so I didn't sleep much that night. The next morning, got to remember, this is day four as being a brand new CEO. I called the new, I mean, the venture capitalist who had recruited me, who had personally vouched and raised this money. And guys, he was super angry, really angry. And he said, John, I'm, I'm, I'm so angry, but he said, you need to call the president of the lead investor. He's the one who set the pricing of this deal. You need to call him now. He was in New York. We were in California. I knew his day had already started. I found him. If the first guy was angry, this second guy was really, really angry. Flames were coming out of the telephone. And he just said, uh, I don't know if we're going to do this. I'm just, I feel misled. I feel lied to. Slams down the phone. And I start calling all the other investors. Finally, I get to the last investor. It was a horrible morning, to be honest with you. And I get to the last investor, and it's this wonderful, uh, great venture capitalist, a female, She's one of them who put the early money into Tesla. She continues to be in that business today and does very well. And um, she picks up the phone and she said, uh, John, good to hear from you. How are you doing? I said, I'm actually not doing very well. And she said, oh, you're calling about the numbers, aren't you? 
I said, uh, I am. Who already called you? She said, nobody. I said, then how do you know I'm calling about the numbers? She said, they're squishy, aren't they? I said, well, that's a word for it. She said, I know, John. We did our due diligence. We knew that the numbers were way too aggressive. We just wanted to find out how long it was going to take you to figure that out and how long it was going to take you to tell us. I learned a lot about being a CEO that day. Guys, for, in ways I cannot explain, we were the lead investor still decided to close the round. He still decided to, to close at the original valuation. But I'll never forget, he said, John, I'm going to do this thing. But I'm not going to do it based on those numbers, and I'm not going to do it on your existing management team. In fact, I think you need to trade out a bunch of those people. I'm going to do it because I trust in you. You will tell me the truth. Those are the kind of people I want to invest in. Big thanks to John Brandon for stopping by. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find any viable way to connect with him or his work. But as a consolation, there is someone who I've been trying to feature on the show but have had no luck so far. I recently read an article written by her and I highly recommend that you sign up to her newsletter. So the article touches on the topic discussed in today's talk, and I'll have a link to it in the, in the show description. It is entitled Liar Liar Pants on Fire, and the author's name is Nedra Glover Tawab. She's a licensed therapist and a New York Times bestselling author, and her articles are amazing. They are packed with practical tips and tons and tons of useful resources, and I look forward to reading her newsletter every, I believe it's every Tuesday that it comes out and it's just packed with great stuff. So I have all the ways to connect with her in the show description below and the links to her books. They will also be there so you can go and check that out. And that is a wrap for me. When you get a chance, please follow the show, share it or leave a rating and review on Apple podcast or Spotify podcast. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.